WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a chilly Thursday at 6 o'clock. Our first update right now coming your way on Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour a mysterious new case of coronavirus. More in one minute. And the Tour de Force news conference on coronavirus led by the president. That's where we start next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Health officials are confirming a first of its kind coronavirus case near Sacramento, California. Experts had been able to trace how every other patient in the U.S. became infected, but not this one. The CDC says this means the virus could be spreading locally, person to person. President Trump says he'll do whatever is necessary to keep people protected from coronavirus. And he's also ready to spend whatever is needed. Again, Congress is talking to us about funding, and uh, we're getting far more than what we asked for. And I guess the best thing to do is take it. We'll take it. The White House has requested $2.5 billion, though some lawmakers are asking for up to $8 billion. Trump calls the risk from coronavirus low, crediting travel restrictions in place. He's also put Vice President Pence in charge of the response. Senator Rick Scott says he's putting pressure on federal agencies to make sure they're prepared for a potential coronavirus outbreak. We're going to have a shortage of drugs. We're going to have a shortage of consumer products. What additional travel restrictions do we need? Mm -hmm. So what I'm working with the federal government is to make sure that every agency, CDC, NIH, they all do that. And Scott says he wants the American people kept in the loop. In a surprise move, JetBlue Airways is the first U.S. carrier to cut its change and cancellation fees for travelers concerned about coronavirus. The airline said the suspension of the fees, which can reach $200, would apply to new bookings made today through March 11th and for trips that would end June 1st. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Orange County woman accused of killing her boyfriend has a history of domestic violence. 42-year-old Sarah Boone was in court yesterday for allegedly killing Jorge Torres Jr. this weekend at their home in Winter Park. Deputies say the 42-year-old Torres suffocated while inside a suitcase, and Boone ignored his cries for help. Boone and Torres were each arrested two years ago for a fight, and Torres was arrested for allegedly punching Boone in a separate incident. There will be a bank robbery and a fire today in Orlando. And a 10-year-old make-a-wish child will come to the rescue. So we're calling on the amazing Orlando community to come out and join us at the Orlando Credit Union to stop a bank robbery. It's the child's dream to be a robot superhero, so the Orange County Sheriff's Office, the Fire Rescue Institute at Valencia College, and Orlando Credit Union are making it happen. A costume designer created a special suit for the pint-sized hero known as Robo-Gage. The public is urged to come out and cheer on the young superhero. We're all smiling on that story. I love that story. Yeah, it's a heart warmer. It is. And the PGA is back in Florida as play begins this morning in the Honda Classic. 
The world's best golfers are in Palm Beach Gardens for the 2020 Honda Classic with 28-year-old Keith Mitchell back to defend his title. This year's Honda Classic will also feature a Palm Beach County native, Brooks Kepka, who finished 2019 as the world's number one golfer. Tiger Woods will not be playing in his hometown tournament. He blames stiffness of the back for deciding to sit the Honda out for a second straight year. Golfers will be swinging in cooler than usual temperatures in the 60s. Joel Malkin, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. WFLA News Time 605. NASA captures footage of a UFO on a live feed from the space station. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Good morning, Orlando. Bud Hedinger, my co-host Alan Spector, with you until 9 o'clock, along with our executive producer, Mike Yaffe. And she does it all. She'll also be the friendly voice taking your phone calls, Melissa Fox, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, and um, first name in town, always welcome there. Right off the top, um, we're going to play a lot of cuts from the president's uh, news conference on the coronavirus, surrounded by uh, healthcare experts. Uh, I mean, I thought it was a fantastic response to this to this partisan sniping from the Democrats, Pelosi, Schumer, and the gang here, that the president had no clue what he was talking about here, that he was underplaying the coronavirus, and uh, he just didn't have a plan. I thought it was powerful last night, and uh, and we'll play cuts for you here in a moment. Alan, we have a one-word texting poll for folks here because, you know, the issue here is how are people feeling about the prospect of the coronavirus appearing here in significant numbers, perhaps, in the United States. And our question is, are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Again, our one-word texting poll, are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? We're asking you to text yes or no to 23680. And we hope you will. We'll have the voting open all morning long. To the President's uh, White House Coronavirus News Conference, we go in just a moment. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it is 6.07. Here's that headline I told you about. The coronavirus is causing some UCF students to change their plans. The school has canceled study abroad programs in China, South Korea, Mongolia, and Hong Kong. Fifteen students are affected by that policy. The school is working to find an alternate location. UCF says its priority is simply to keep students, faculty, and staff safe. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Are you confident that the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? That is the one-word texting poll. Yaffe here, joined by Bud, of course, Alan, and Melissa. Um, the one-word texting poll. Are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Text yes or text no to 23680. Are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Text yes or text no to 23680. 
If you watched that uh, Trump news conference last night at the White House, and boy, it was positioned just perfectly at 6.30, all the network newscasts had to run with that coverage. Great planning by the White House. The anti-Trump media could not steer away from it. And I think you have to feel more confident here because there's been so much negative news coverage. I've become convinced that the anti-Trump media machine, the ATM machine as I've dubbed it, and and the Democrats, Pelosi and, and, and Schumer, they're thinking, this is it. It's the next thing we can use to, you know, weaponize whatever we have against Trump. It's the coronavirus. Cast him as clueless, incompetent, not up to the task. Scare the you-know-what out of the American people. Maybe we can bring him down in the polls and bring him down in November. I swear that is what's going on. 407-916-5400 if you want to weigh in on that. And the text line, of course, long form on anything you want that we're talking about, 23680. And let's get back now to that um, coronavirus news conference at 630 last night. Um, The president says very simply... You know, no matter what you've been hearing from the Democrats here and the media, we are prepared for whatever happens with the coronavirus. We're very, very ready for this, for anything, whether it's going to be a uh, breakout of larger proportions or whether or not we're, uh, you know, we're at that very low level. And, of course, the head of the CDC, Nancy Messonnier, who happens to be Rod Rosenstein's sister, remember the uh, the deputy FBI director, you know, anti-Trumper all the way? You know, just a coincidence that there's a connection there when she said earlier this week that a major outbreak of the coronavirus in the United States is inevitable. Uh, you know, in a case of if, case of when. Now, the president said, and he said it again last night, he does not agree. No, I don't think it's inevitable. I don't think it's inevitable. Uh, I think that we're doing a really good job in terms of maintaining borders, in terms of letting people in, in terms of checking people. And also, that's one of the reasons I'm here today, getting the word out so people can, they'll know, they're going to know. No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's inevitable. I think that there's a chance that it could get worse. There's a chance it could get fairly substantially worse, but uh, nothing's inevitable. All right, and to his critics who say, well, the president has no plan. They're not up to this. They're not doing anything. The president listed things his administration is doing and has already done. What we've done is we've stopped non-U.S. citizens from coming into America from China. That was done very early on. We're screening people, and we have been at a very high level, screening people coming into the country from infected areas. We have in quarantine those infected and those at risk. We have a lot of great quarantine facilities. We're rapidly developing a vaccine. Right, and that's true. And the president went on to explain, and his health experts have confirmed it as well. You know, when you get done with testing, you find out if something is safe. You know it all works, so you can put it out there for the public. Uh, It may be a year or so, but, you know, but they're moving as fast as they can move on this. These things take time. So then the critics say, well, we're not doing as well as the other countries in being ready for such a thing, coronavirus. Where does the United States stand compared with other countries in terms of being prepared to handle a major outbreak of the coronavirus? The president cited a study from Johns Hopkins Medical Center. The United States is rated number one, most prepared. United Kingdom, Netherlands, Australia, Canada, Thailand, Sweden, Denmark, South Korea, Finland. This is a list of... 
of the best-rated countries in the world by Johns Hopkins. And you know, there have been all these calls. you got to have a coronavirus czar, Mr. President, for crying out loud. You're not up to it. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be, Don? Well, no czar, but the president is tapping his vice president, who was right behind him over his shoulder, to head up the fight against the coronavirus. I'm going to be announcing uh, exactly right now that I'm going to be putting our vice president, Mike Pence, in charge. And Mike will be working with the professionals and doctors and everybody else that's working. The team is is brilliant. I spent a lot of time with the team over the last couple of weeks, but they're totally brilliant. And we're doing really well. And Mike is going to be in charge and Mike will report back to me. Well, why Mike Pence? What does he know? He's not a doctor, Mr. President. What is going on? Well... The president praised Mike Pence, who's got a great reputation from when he was governor in Indiana, for the way he handled health care in that state. And the president pointed out that a lot of other states have looked to the Indiana Pence model for fashioning their health care system. Mike Pence knows health care. In a moment, the president last night at the news conference on what tanked the um the markets this week and he'll tell you well yeah coronavirus fears worldwide of course but something else as well you got to hear this and you got to hear him absolutely rip nancy pelosi for all of his criticism what's your thought on what you've heard from that news conference i thought the president and his team have never been stronger more reassuring, and appearing to be more on top of the job. And so we ask you on our one-word texting poll, are you confident or not? Are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Text yes or text no to 23680. Um, More on the presidential news conference last night that I thought was riveting and beautifully done by the commander-in-chief. And really... Really, the 21st century's presidential great communicator. I'm sorry, that's exactly what this guy is. Whether you love him or loathe him, you cannot deny it. More in a moment, right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here in Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now off the presidential campaign trail. South Carolina Congressman Jim Clyburn is endorsing Joe Biden in the 2020 election as we expected. Clyburn made the announcement yesterday saying Biden is the best candidate to make the greatness of this country accessible and affordable to all. He is one of the leading African-Americans in Congress and the House Majority Whip. Um, Stay tuned at 6.30. Uh, Allen has the latest poll on Biden in the Florida primary. Wait till you see the numbers or hear them uh, for our state, which is coming up with its primary on the 17th of March. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Welcome back and good morning, Orlando. Melissa Fox here along with the gang, Bud, Yaffe, and Spectre. We've got a one-word texting poll going on right now, and here's the question. Are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? 
Text either yes or text no to 23680. Again, the question we're posing today, are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Uh, you text either yes or text no to 23680. So, Bud, the conference yesterday, perfectly timed, 630, oh, we yeah. had to carry it. Yeah, it was it was anti-Trump media's nightmare. ABC but, News didn't ca- cover it. At um, all? I mean, they, they didn't they, go live at 630? No. They broke was, in later with a, a recap, right? Oh, no, that's very I, I know. I watched the whole half hour ABC I'll be darned, National yeah. News. And well, I'll be darned. They didn't do it. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, you know how they are. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. At any rate, um, by the way, in the 7 o'clock hour, we are going to talk about the politics of coronavirus. Maybe you haven't thought about it, but I have. And, and there are three aspects to it that's not getting enough coverage. And I will get into it at the 7 o'clock hour. I think you will find it compelling. I sure hope so. I worked really hard on it. Any, uh, but what? I wanted to chime in and tell you that I, I watched NBC Nightly News last night. Yeah. They did not cover the uh, news conference live. No kidding. That's right. I'm telling you, I can't watch them all, Alan. That's why we have you guys. So CBS did? I don't know. Oh, t- but I know all the cables <laughs> cables did. I know that. Uh-huh. CNN and MSNBC didn't well, want to, so, but they did. So the over-the-air TV that's free for everybody, yeah. they didn't carry it. But the people that pay a little bit, yeah. they got sued. Okay. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, you know, the anti-Trump media machine fights back. You know, they do. Anyway, growing fears of the coronavirus contributed to the huge drop in stock prices earlier this week. But the president cited another contributing factor to the big sell-off on Wall Street. Listen to this. I think the stock market of something I know a lot about, I think it took a hit maybe for two reasons. Uh, I think they look at the people that you watched debating last night and they say if there's even a possibility that can happen, I think it really takes a hit because of that. And it certainly took a hit because of this. And I understand that also because of supply chains and various other things and people coming in. Uh, But I think the stock market will recover. Uh, The economy is very strong. All right. Oh, the president clearly angry about the partisan sniping about a coronavirus threat from Pelosi and Schumer, with Pelosi saying Trump doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to the coronavirus and his administration cannot be trusted to give accurate information, to which the president said... I think Speaker Pelosi's incompetent. She lost the Congress once. I think she's going to lose it again. And I think she's not thinking about the country. And instead of making a statement like that, where I've been beating her routinely at everything, uh, instead of making a statement like that, she should be saying we have to work together because we have a big problem potentially. And maybe it's going to be a very little problem. I hope that it's going to be a very little problem. But we have to work together. Instead, she wants to do that same thing with Brian Chuck Schumer. I mean, I, I think the president is right striking that tone here, and I thought he brought a lot of great information and, and inspired confidence. But, you know, to say, come on, can we put away, put the partisan knives away here? You know, but if they're going to attack him, you know him. He's the ultimate counter-puncher. So there we go. Um, what about it? Good job last night? Strong effort by the president and his health team? Well, I think, uh, you know, even though there's uh, been some partisan bickering over this, it looks like the president's going to get at least the $2.5 billion he was looking for. Looks like he may get eight. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think Mike Pence is a good pick. You know, he kind of exudes calmness and confidence. So yeah, uh, if you're going to pick someone to lead this effort, he's probably a good I, I agree. Plus, he stood behind Trump and nodded his head yes, just 
He's got that down real well. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if, if you had any doubt, you're like, you look at Mike Pence, you're like, oh, well, well okay. Well, we be. can get that from one of those dogs you put in the back of your back window of your car. <laughs> I know, but he's got it, and he, he, he's so rhythmic and wow. lulling. And, you know? he, 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 he affirms the president in every way, every opportunity he can. We're not going to get to the voting on the one-word texting poll, but how about long-form textures checking in this morning on all of this? Um, yes, one person says, uh, let's see, yes, but this poll is also making it political, just like Pelosi and Schumer are. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> they, they just compared you to Pelosi and Schumer. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Way to go, really bud. Yeah. Here's that's one that says, Trump definitely was convincing. I really want to believe him, but I think the president is wrong. I'll do my best to feel the way Trump made me want to believe, but while I continue to collect my supplies, just in case our area gets quarantined. Well, you know, and, and get prepared. I mean, there was no part of the president's message that wasn't about that. Uh, another one said, watched every minute of the news conference last night. Um, feel very confident. That's John in Orlando. Trump 2020, he says. Uh, more on all of this, Alan, but of course... Folks, turn to you at the top of the bottom of the hour to get them up to date. What do we have coming on our news? But a manhunt is underway after a Titusville woman is found dead in Tennessee and the magic play in the ATL. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 629 on Good Morning Orlando. Correction here. My apologies. I'm moving too fast for my own good sometimes. Rod Rosenstein, of course, was the former deputy attorney general, not the Deputy FBI Director. We have some news on the coronavirus, and maybe our governor's taken a page from the president in his news conference last night, right, Alan? Yeah, Donald Trump gave us the nationwide view on preparations for coronavirus. We may get the statewide view this morning. The governor, Ron DeSantis, holding a news conference at 10 a.m. Uh, this morning at the state capitol, along with Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez and State Surgeon General Dr. Scott Rivkes. So, again, 10 o'clock this morning, we should hear something on the Florida front regarding coronavirus. What else you got? The search for a missing Brevard County woman is at a tragic end. Titusville police announced yesterday the body of Anna Primavere was found in the trunk of a car in Tennessee. Deputy Chief Todd Hutchinson says the car belongs to 27-year-old suspect Courtney Gibson. We need to find the suspect. She's very violent and considered dangerous. We need to find her location so we can get her in custody. We have an active warrant for her. Anna Primavera was last seen on Friday when police believe she confronted Gibson about injuries to a child Gibson was babysitting. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A workplace shooting at the Molson Coors Brewery Complex in Milwaukee ended with six people dead, including the shooter, yesterday afternoon. This cowardless act of violence is something that we have to make sure is never repeated in this community. But unfortunately, it is far too common in our country. Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett. Officers worked for hours to clear more than 20 buildings in the complex where more than 1,000 people work. Authorities say the shooter was a 51-year-old employee who ultimately shot himself to death. And he'd been fired, apparently, just earlier in the day, Alan, right? Yeah, how many times have we heard this story? That's what's frightening, you know, for anybody at any workplace to contemplate. A new survey has Joe Biden leading the Democratic presidential race in Florida. St. Pete polls says Biden gets 34% support among likely primary voters. Mike Bloomberg, who had been in first place in two previous polls this month, dropped to second place with 25%.
Bernie Sanders is third with 13%. All other candidates are in single digits. Boy, that's, those numbers are powerful here in Florida. If they're right, looks like Biden may be coming back to life. We'll see. The coronavirus outbreak may be growing around the globe, but what is not spreading in Florida is the flu. More on that from our Larry Spillman. Influenza activity is decreasing here in Florida, though it's still above peak levels observed in the 2016-17 and 2017-18 seasons, according to the latest flu review from the State Department of Health. Decreases were observed in all regions of the state. The report says elevated activity is still expected for several more weeks. Larry Spillman, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. The Magic scored 80 points in the middle two quarters on the way to a 130-120 to win over the Hawks in Atlanta last night. Guard Evan Fournier led Orlando with 28 points. I just thought I had uh, easy opportunities, to be honest. Basket in transition, open threes. Just trying to take what was there, but really it was uh, good opportunities, to be honest. Just getting stops and be, you know, be able to run the floor and have that paint all open so you, know, you can just drive and, and draw contact. Aaron Gordon added 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists for Orlando, which won for the fourth time in five games. WFLA News Time 637, and Good Morning Orlando continues now, bud, with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. Thanks, Alan and Gina. Welcome aboard from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. I've looked at your lineup here, and it is coronavirus, 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 isn't it? It really is, Bud, because that's what's driving the markets right now. Uh, unfortunately, and it seems we're getting daily reports from company after company now talking about how it's hitting the bottom line. And we're going to dig into some of the latest here coming up. But we're still seeing a sell-off in stocks today as investors worry about the spread. And, of course, after U.S. health officials said they found the first case of coronavirus in the U.S. that does not have ties to a known outbreak out in California. The stock market in the U.S. has lost more than $2 trillion in value over the past five sessions. Yesterday, down about four-tenths percent, mild in comparison to the previous days. The Bloomberg Orlando index was down 2.5% yesterday. It has a lot of travel-related companies in it, and, of course, the coronavirus has been hitting travel companies and travel in general uh, hard. Yeah, and it may be only the beginning. We'll see. Let's focus on some of the uh, corporate reaction to what's going on worldwide with the coronavirus now. Apparently, uh, the world's biggest food and beverage company is taking what some say is a radical step to curb coronavirus risk. What can you tell us on that, Gina? Yeah, this is Nestle. They're telling their employees to avoid traveling for business reasons until the middle of next month to keep from contracting or spreading the virus. Nestle employs 291,000 people around the world, and it's one of the first multinationals to take what is viewed as a radical step in the face of the outbreak. And let's talk about beer and the coronavirus effect. Right, and we have the world's biggest brewer, Anheuser-Busch InBev, cutting its CEO's bonus and forecasting the steepest decline in quarterly profit in at least a decade as the virus puts a damper on bar hopping. Budweiser Maker, the Budweiser Maker, of course they make a lot of other things as well, but that's what they're known for. Um, they see first quarter earnings, Bud, down about 10%. That's a pretty significant decline. Boy, you know, I mean, it's amazing. These are things you wouldn't have thought of, you know, that, yeah, that, that, I know. that the coronavirus would say, well, people aren't going to go from one bar to the next. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, they're anticipating that and they make this move at the world's largest brewer, Anheuser-Busch InBev. Wow. 
um, okay, we could add another major tech firm, apparently, to those cutting their uh, financial forecast, their, their future outlook because of the coronavirus. What can you tell us? Yeah, now this is Microsoft. They're cutting their quarterly revenue outlook. And um, what they're saying is they're seeing slowing production of computers, and that's crimping sales. Microsoft joins Apple and HP, which already cut their estimates because of supply chain disruptions related to the virus. And the supply chain disruptions is a recurring theme here. Yeah, and uh, for folks who missed it earlier in the news, you've got a take on what JetBlue, the discount airliner, is doing related again to the coronavirus. Yeah, well, this is more of a move that's about peace of mind, JetBlue says. It will suspend any change or cancellation fees for flights booked starting today through March 11th. There aren't any travel restrictions for the places that JetBlue flies in and out of, but they said they wanted to address any coronavirus-related travel concerns that the public might have since the situation does continue to evolve. All right, Gina, you're the best, keeping us up to date with all of this. It comes at you fast and furious. You sort it out so well for us. Catch you tomorrow morning for another Bloomberg Business Report. Thanks so much. Thanks, bud. All right. Ahead, you got to hop on the Trump train where the left is getting pummeled. What's going on in there? Well, stay tuned and you'll find out right after we update Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on the Thursday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines and yet another coronavirus story. This one over in Italy, home of Pope Francis. He's been expressing his closeness with coronavirus-afflicted patients as he hugs and kisses folks in the crowd. The worst outbreak of the coronavirus outside of Asia is in Italy, with around 400 cases and at least 12 deaths reported. At his weekly audience at the Vatican, the pontiff gave support to patients and the healthcare workers treating them. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. I hear the Trump train coming. It's coming round the bend, rolling over Democrats time and time again. And when they holler how they hate him, screaming Trump's the worst. He just fires up the Trump train and puts America first. As I told you, on board the Trump train, the president is pummeling the left. We got a couple of stories for you. Number one, the New York Times. Bastion of liberalism, Trump-hating newspaper, facing a libel lawsuit from President Trump's re-election campaign, the Times accused of purposefully publishing a story that contained false information, and they knew it was false, about Russia's election interference. The story in question ran last March and uh, accused uh, Trump's campaign of being linked to Russia's election interference efforts. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. Of course, that's one of our headlines we'll be running with all morning long. You can count on it, but I want to bring it in right here because what's interesting about this is uh, this was an opinion piece, but full of falsehoods the Trump campaign alleges when they said there was um, that the New York Times knew that these statements were not true in the wake of what was found in the Mueller report, but published the statements anyway. 
asserting, asserting that there was a quid pro quo. The quid during the um, during the Trump administration had to do with Russia. Okay, there was no need for detailed electoral collusion. The Times wrote between the Trump campaign and Vladimir Putin's oligarchy because they had an overarching deal, the quid of help in the campaign against Hillary Clinton for the quo of a new pro-Russian foreign policy, starting with relief from the Obama administration's burdensome economic sanctions. And they point out that they wrote that knowing it was false, strictly to misinform their own listeners, but also for the wider audience, knowing the media would run with anything that the New York Times writes, particularly that's negative about Trump, and that, that it was to damage the Trump campaign, and so a lawsuit for libel. Yaffe, I got to tell you, I think they're right about what the Times did and why they did it. I think the chances are slim to none that they win the lawsuit because First Amendment protections, freedom of speech, are so broad in this country. Especially when it comes to the press. So this isn't just as one person putting it out there. It's a press organization, and it's going to be extremely difficult to prove but I have a feeling the Trump administration knows that. I don't think they actually expect to win this. They just wanted to make the point. They want to get it out there about yeah. what the Trump-hating mm -hmm. media and the New York Times is a very similar to that is up to. Do you know what op-ed stands for? Yeah, sure. Okay, tell me. It's an opinion piece. Ah, but op is actually opposite the editorial pages, the actual abbreviation, newspaper family. But you're correct. But the fact that it's an opinion... And it's supposed to be kind of opposite what uh, the newspaper is dedicated to. It It's in that gray area where it's an opinion piece. And therefore, even though the Times uh, published it, that's the whole idea of an op-ed page. Yeah. Well, they're saying that there were sinister motives here to destroy the uh, the Trump campaign or the best that they could. And again, I don't think it's going anywhere uh, because, hey, there are broad First Amendment freedom of speech protections, as you reaffirmed here, Melissa, no doubt about it. Oh, there's a whole lot more on the Trump train. Uh, ripping into the left on sanctuary cities. Um, that's a good one. And ripping into the lefties on the Supreme Court. So stay tuned. And uh, we've got a ways to go on the Trump train. So buckle up, have a cup of coffee in a Danish, and uh, stay with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch as we continue to rumble down the highway. This doesn't work. We're on the porch and we're on the train. Uh, you There's a lot of traveling going no, on. No, you're working too hard, bud man. This headline now, and it serves as our latest entry on the Trump train. The Trump administration is securing a victory in its fight over sanctuary cities. A federal appeals court says the administration can withhold federal funding to states and cities over policies that don't allow authorities to cooperate with federal immigration officials. The dispute likely, though, will be appealed and wind up finally settled by the United States Supreme Court. But a victory, no question, for President Trump. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories right here in Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play WFLA Orlando. And finally on the Trump train entry here, I mean, and, and the left is really rattled about this. I can't remember this ever happening before. Um, the president now is calling on liberal justices Sotomayor and Ginsburg to recuse themselves from any and all Trump-related um, cases because of their bias against him.
Um, Sonia Sotomayor, who was an Obama appointee and the only Latina on the United States Supreme Court at this point, um, publicly criticized what she described as a troubling pattern of conservative justices ruling in favor of the Trump administration without looking at the cases in an objective manner. And she's also complaining um, that um, there's one emergency after another declared by, by the Trump forces uh, where the government keeps on going back to the United States Supreme Court seeking stays in an unprecedented number of cases demanding immediate attention and consuming uh, limited court time. Uh, to which the president replies, Sotomayor accuses the Republican-appointed justices of being biased in favor of Trump. What a horrible thing to say, trying to shame someone into voting her way. She never criticized Justice Ginsburg when she called me a faker. Both ought to recuse themselves on all Trump or Trump-related matters while elections have consequences. I only ask for fairness, especially when it comes to decisions made by the United States Supreme Court. Uh, I can't recall a justice on either side you know, of the political spectrum ever recusing themselves at the Supreme Court level. I could be missing something here. I don't see it happening. No. But again, as Yaffe pointed out and the other thing earlier, he's making a point. Well, of course he's making a point. And as you pointed out as well, he's the counterpuncher. This is once again him punching back because it was Sotomayor who put that opinion down saying, well, the conservative justices are just biased towards Trump. So Trump's really just responding to her. Yeah, it's chapter four in Art of the Deal. On the other side, people could point to the fact that uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's wife works for President Trump. Well, there you go. So she, we can play that game, I guess, from both sides. She's been advising Trump as to yeah. who should be dismissed from the White House mm -hmm. for being disloyal. Yeah, well, there you go. Now, what what is uh, what is chapter four in the Art of the Deal? How does it relate to this? <laughs> it's just called counterpunching. There you go. <laughs> no, but it's it's almost like he invented it. You know, oh, yeah, it's a yeah. boxing term. You know, some boxers are known as great counterpunchers and sure. are very, very successful when they do that. And the president has made an entire career out of it. Um, Alan, what about that one-word texting poll? That is still out there. Are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Text yes or text no to 23680. It's our one-word texting poll this morning. Are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Yes or no? Text that to 23680. In a moment, the politics of the coronavirus vis-a-vis -vis the presidential election. And there are some things you need to consider if you haven't already. But, Alan, now that we have you warmed up, what's coming in the news? We got some new numbers in this morning on the coronavirus, bud. And a military swearing-in takes place from outer space. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 6.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here in the Thursday edition of our show as we head into hour number two at 7 o'clock with our latest update for you on Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, new numbers in on the coronavirus. More in one minute. And I want to talk to you about the election year politics of the coronavirus. Let's do it next on Good Morning Orlando. 
703 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The number of confirmed cases of coronavirus has surpassed 82,000 worldwide. The database at Johns Hopkins University puts the number at 82,170 as of this morning, with more than 78,000 of those cases in mainland China. Over 2,800 people have died from the coronavirus, mostly near the epicenter of the outbreak in central China. President Trump is putting Vice President Mike Pence in charge of the coronavirus outbreak response here in the United States. At a news conference last night, Trump compared the coronavirus to the flu. You want to wash your hands a lot. You want to stay. If you're not feeling well, if you feel you have a flu, stay inside. Sort of quarantine yourself. Don't go outside. Trump claimed that the risk of the respiratory illness is very low in the U.S. He also took credit for taking early action like shutting the borders to travelers from China. The Trump administration wants $2.5 billion to prepare for a potential coronavirus outbreak, and Florida Senator Rick Scott says that might be just the beginning. Who knows what what the number is because we don't know how big this crisis is going to, to get. Uh, so I think this is a good start, and we'll see if we need more. Scott says he's working with several federal agencies to make sure they coordinate their message on coronavirus and are up front with the American people. The coronavirus is causing some UCF students to change their plans. The school has canceled study abroad programs in China, South Korea, Mongolia, and Hong Kong. Fifteen students are affected by the policy, and the school is working to find an alternate location. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The sheriff of Polk County is mourning the loss of a man he calls his hero. Grady Judd's father, Grady Judd Sr., died last weekend at the age of 88. Sheriff Judd credits his dad for passing down his sense of humor, his work ethic, and teaching him to always do what's right, even if it's painful or unpopular. A viewing will be held from 5 to 7 tonight at Heath Funeral Chapel in Lakeland. What a tribute from Sheriff Grady Judd to a man, his dad, his hero, a long life well lived. More than 800 future military recruits from across the country are being sworn in from very, very far away. Colonel Andrew Morgan administered the oath of enlistment while serving aboard the International Space Station. These service members from across the nation are enlisting and affirming their commitment to serve in the United States Army, the Army Reserve, and other branches of the armed services. Students from more than 100 schools, including five in Florida, took the oath simultaneously. Valencia College, Orlando Credit Union at Millennia, and the Orange County Sheriff's Office are helping dreams come true for a 10-year-old make-a-wish child. Our deputies need you, Orange County needs you, and I need you. Sheriff John Mina put out the call for RoboGage to stop a bank robbery this morning. And this afternoon, the 10-year-old superhero will save fire victims at Valencia's Fire Rescue Institute. The public is urged to come out and cheer on RoboGage as he saves the day. I'm sure they will. That's the feel-good story of the morning, isn't it, Alan? A wish come true. New York Mets minor league outfielder Tim Tebow will play for the Philippines in next month's qualifiers for the World Baseball Classic. The former NFL quarterback and Florida Gators Heisman Trophy winner was born in the Philippines back in 1987 when his parents served there as missionaries. WFLA News Time 706. A photo of Orange County's axe-wielding invader is released. You can see it online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. 
The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. In a moment, I want to talk to you about the politics in an election year of the coronavirus and see what you think. But the voting's been going on in our one-word texting poll since we came on the air an hour ago, and Yaffe is going to give you the latest tally. Yeah, the one-word texting poll. The question is, are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Text yes or no to 23680. Right now, it seems our audience is pretty confident in President Trump. Have 54 people who have said yes and eight people who have said no. One person, I thought had an interesting text, said, if anyone can, yes. So he's confident Trump can, if anyone can. I think the president uh, had a great uh, performance in the uh, in the um, uh, coronavirus news conference last night during the dinner hour with uh, you know, his health experts, his team around him. I thought it was very strong. I thought it inspired confidence. He's tapped Mike Pence, his vice president, to kind of head up all things related uh, to dealing with the coronavirus, whatever it might become, and says we are ready for it at any level. Um, okay, fair enough. Let's get rolling, Alan, shall we? Yeah, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming up in just two minutes. It's 7.08 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines last night we heard from the president uh, with a national perspective on the coronavirus and plans to deal with it no matter what it is. Now a state version of it. It appears we're going to be hearing from Ron DeSantis. As a matter of fact, we we now know that we will. He'll hold a, a press conference regarding coronavirus with his team today at 10 a.m. at the state capitol. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. The Bud Man here, Alan Yaffe, and the Fox until 9 o'clock. As I see it, in this presidential election year, in this contentious partisan atmosphere in which we find ourselves, there are three levels to the politics of the coronavirus. Of course, it's not hard to identify the first level because we have been seeing it, and the president last night at his news conference reacted to it, clearly angry about the partisan sniping at him, you know, by the Trump-hating media and the Democrats like Pelosi and Schumer, with Speaker Pelosi saying Trump doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to the coronavirus and his administration can't be trusted to give us accurate information, the president, the ultimate counterpuncher, fought back. I think Speaker Pelosi's incompetent. She lost the Congress once. I think she's going to lose it again. And I think she's not thinking about the country. And instead of making a statement like that, where I've been beating her routinely at everything, uh, instead of making a statement like that, she should be saying we have to work together because we have a big problem potentially. And maybe it's going to be a very little problem. I hope that it's going to be a very little problem. But we have to work together. Instead, she wants to do that same thing with crying Chuck Schumer. You know, I think he really was a statesman there. The president took the high road on this. He loathes Pelosi, and he's got endless good reasons to, and Schumer as well. They're clearly out to destroy him. I think they think, oh, nothing else worked. Maybe the coronavirus we can take him down on. And let me tell you, 
this has the potential to be a huge problem for the president. Part of it's under his control. Part of it is totally beyond his control. Let me continue to make the case with the other two of three dimensions to the election year politics of the coronavirus. If the coronavirus gets really bad here in the states, I think it has the potential to be a deciding factor in the presidential election. I mean, managing a crisis like this is so critically important for a president. And if this president does it well, it renders him absolutely unbeatable if the coronavirus has become a huge public health menace. And he has handled it. He's been able to hold it at bay. If it gets out of control and it's not his fault, he's been able to deal with it here. And generally speaking, the public feels like, wow, this guy was up to the task and God knows how many lives he saved. He was rendered unbeatable. But if it goes the other way and he doesn't handle it well, and that's the public perception, and keep in mind the Democrats and the Trump-hating media will do everything they can to try and drive home a point that he didn't do it well, it could take him down. Yaffe, in a divided country, we're not going to have a landslide either way, no matter what you want, no matter what you think. We're not going to have a landslide here, and uh, all it takes is a few points to decide the election. Well, I mean, the Democrats, as you noted, are already doing this. It's amazing how quickly the Democrats are trying to use this against Trump before anything has actually even happened. I thought he stuffed it down their throats last night. I really did. Now, what yeah. about you understand what I'm saying, Melissa? Uh, about what? The fact that they may use. Uh... No, that, that, that election year politics of the coronavirus. If he manages it well, he's unbeatable. If he is perceived as not managing it well, he's easily beatable. Yeah. Um. I think that that could work, but I also think that the CDC and uh, there's so much with this virus itself that is vague. Okay, whether or not it's fear mongering. I, I am looking and such. at you, but you're not listening so, to my. No, you're not listening to the point. With all due respect, no, I that I am making okay. here, okay. that in a worst case scenario, it's bad. How okay. he deals with it makes him or breaks him. No matter what he does, it, the Democrats are going to say it was the wrong move. It's how the public perception is. Mm-hmm. If he's perceived as having done a hell of a job in a tough situation, he's unbeatable. If he's perceived as having blown it, he can be beaten by anybody the Democrats put I think up. As long as the economy stays strong, as long as the economy stays strong, people are going to vote with their wallets. Aha! Uh-huh. That's the third aspect of the politics in an election year of the coronavirus. I'm glad you segued me in that direction without even knowing it. We'll get to that in a moment. Love to know your reaction to what you've heard so far and whether or not you agree with me. It's fine. Love to hear from you. Remember, we love our texters at 23680, first name in town, welcome. But it's not a texting show. It is a talk show. So talk to me, 407-916-5400. I'll treat you well, whether we agree or not. 407-916-5400, toll-free, 866-916-5400. What about the coronavirus and the economy in a moment? As we roll on with an update on Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on the Thursday edition of our show here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlines of it is joining us in his um, coronavirus news conference last night. President Trump announced he's putting Vice President Mike Pence in charge of the coronavirus outbreak response, no matter what it turns out to be. Um, The president explaining that the risk of the respiratory illness is very low in the U.S. at this point. 
He also took credit for um, taking early action, like shutting the borders to travelers from China and other countries that are being hit by the coronavirus in significant numbers. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Do you understand what I'm saying? In an election year like this, a major issue like coronavirus, in a worst case scenario, God forbid, this becomes a huge problem in the United States. I think the president's doing a great job of minimizing that and, and, you know, trying to snuff it out before it gets rolling in this country. But it's not going to be easy to do that. This could be, you know, this could be the make or break um, in terms of the election, because, you know, it's going to be a close election. The nation's so divided. There's not going to be a landslide and it's going to be close. And this could make the difference depending on how the president is perceived to have handled it. And also the effect that it continues to have on the stock market. If that goes on, uh, that undercuts uh, President Trump's selling of the economy as a big issue for him. I think the president understands that, and he got out in front of that issue last night. Um, the growing fears of the of the coronavirus contributed, obviously, to the huge drop in stock prices earlier this week. And uh, the president also, though, cited another contributing factor to the big sell-off. Let's listen. I think the stock market of something I know a lot about, I think it took a hit maybe for two reasons. Uh, I think they look at the people that you watched debating last night and they say if there's even a possibility that can happen, I think it really takes a hit because of that. And it certainly took a hit because of this. And I understand that also because of supply chains and various other things and people coming in. Uh, But I think the stock market will recover. Uh, The economy is very strong. And the president's absolutely right about that. He took a shot at the Democrats, you know, in that pathetic display in the South Carolina debates. If any one of them were to become president, the very thought of that rattled the markets. I don't know how much that was true, but he took his shot there as the counterpuncher that he is. But on the issue of the economy, the stock market, um, you know, you have to look at it. And if there's a worst case scenario here, God forbid, And the economy just tanks because we're a global economy. We're tied in with all the other countries of the world. You know, China's going in the dumper, and this has made it a lot worse. And, I mean, we get all kinds of stuff from China. We can't get that stuff. People get scared in this country. They stop shopping. They stop going to theme parks. They stop traveling. They stop uh, going to restaurants. The, the, The economic boom just comes to a grinding halt. That can happen And if that happens, it's not the president's fault. If it's out of control all around the rest of the world, the economy still goes in the dumper here. It could be a huge problem for us, for him, because, as you pointed out, Melissa, people vote preeminently with their wallets. And if things aren't going well, they always blame the president. You know that I was down at the uh, Orange County Convention Center yesterday for the Pet Expo, which has a lot of producers out of China. It was like a ghost town. It was a ghost town down there, yes. A lot of money is going to be lost in the Pet Expo because China did not really come and represent, and they do so much in the pet industry. So it's, uh, it's already reflected just in that little microcosm. Sure, I can tell you right now that Disney and Universal, Alan, the articles are out there that they don't exactly know what, what's coming here. They're preparing as best they can. But if people decide that you know they're not traveling or we're not going to let them into the country from wherever they're coming, they take a huge hit, you know, and that all contributes. 
uh, to a problem for the economy that ultimately becomes the problem for whoever's president. And yeah. the president, of course, is Donald Trump. On the lighter side, I've been seeing posts on social media from people suggesting you not pop bubble wrap because the air could be from China. <laughs> if, that, if, yeah. that, if, if that's your it's stress got, reliever. It's got coronavirus in the bubbles. Who huh? knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom says the Bud Man is wrong. Welcome in. Nice to have you on the show, Tom. Tell me about it. Hey, good morning. Hey, I love your show, uh, but uh, I guess we can agree to disagree, but uh, this coronavirus isn't what people are making it out to be. I know no, no, it isn't. It isn't. Know, but all I'm telling you is if, in a worst-case scenario, it becomes bad here and really bad worldwide, it can affect the economy. It can affect the president's reelection. It could, but there's so much support for this man because I, and I know there are those weak minded people that still going to vote Democratic and liberal no matter what. But there's so much support. They can see past this. Look at California. Was it the governor that declared a state of emergency? Guess how many cases of this they have in California? Zero. Well, they got one now. Declared. Is that not overreacting? Well, some people would say that's getting out of front of it, you know, and being ready no matter what. And the president is, is trying to get ready for even to handle a worst-case scenario, and you're not criticizing him for that. No. Because no. he's the president, and you like him, and you don't like the lefties in California. Because, unfortunately, you have to operate because of the people that uh, are taking this way out of proportion. All right, Tom, listen, I guess we're on the wrong wavelength here because I am just— I am looking ahead to a worst-case scenario and how it could infect, affect the election year, and, and you're not going with me on that. You're saying it's not there, yet you're absolutely right, and I hope and pray it isn't. But if it is, it could have a profound effect on the election and the economy. You know, that's, the, this, that's, that's the truth. Oh, it's absolutely the truth. If this affects Disney, though, does that mean they're going to lower their prices, you know, to get more people? Wow. I'm, I'm just trying to be positive. Not going to happen, son. Fool. No. No, they'll no. raise it because they didn't have enough people. <laughs> then we know the end of the world is near. <laughs> no, no, about that. Yeah. Okay, I tried. Five bucks a ticket to the Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. we can only dream, right? Somebody, anybody, come on in. <laughs> Mickey's lonely. Oh, we hope and pray that doesn't happen, no. okay? Um, Alan, bottom of the hour. Let me turn it over to you. Bud, the search is on for the suspect in a Titusville woman's death, and five people are killed in the latest workplace shooting. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere, in just two minutes, 729 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando, Thursday edition. One word texting polls still open. We love you to vote. Here's the question. Are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Text yes or text no to 23680. Alan, my co-host, with an update right now on the news, beginning with a tragedy and a mystery. Yes, a manhunt is underway, bud, for a woman wanted in connection with the death of a Titusville woman. The suspect is 27-year-old Courtney Gibson. The body of Anna Primavera was found in the trunk of her car in Tennessee. Deputy Titusville Police Chief Todd Hutchinson says Gibson remains on the loose and is considered armed and dangerous. Everyone involved with her needs to understand that anyone harboring her or hiding her are also facing criminal charges. Anyone that was involved in the cover-up of this crime is also facing charges. Anna Primavera was last seen Friday. Police say she apparently confronted Gibson about injuries to a child Gibson was babysitting. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Milwaukee brewing complex became the site of 
A deadly workplace shooting yesterday. Fox's Matt Finn is on the scene. A total of six people are dead here at the Molson Coors campus, and police confirm that they have notified all of the family of the victims. Police say that at roughly 1,000 people work here on the campus of Molson Coors. Police were finally able to systematically identify each worker and release them. Police say they responded to the shooting around 2 p.m. local time to discover the 51-year-old male shooter died of self-inflicted wounds. The five victims were all employees. And besides the five employees killed, there were no other injuries from that shooting. South Carolina Congressman Jim Clyburn is endorsing Joe Biden in the 2020 election. Clyburn made that announcement yesterday saying Biden is the best candidate to make the greatness of this country accessible and affordable to all. He is one of the leading African Americans in Congress and the House Majority Whip. New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell and other city officials are meeting today to discuss changes to Mardi Gras. The meeting's in response to a Mardi Gras season that saw several people fall from floats and two spectators killed when they were crushed while trying to cross between tandem floats. Evan Fournier led the Magic with 28 points on their way to a 130-120 win over the Hawks in Atlanta. Aaron Gordon added 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists for Orlando. And head coach Steve Clifford said the bench played a big part in the victory. That's where it's got to be. I mean, you know, that's what the NBA is. If you want to win, you got to have you got to have everybody playing well. And our guys know that. And we've had a couple games now that actually we've won four out of five. And that's the way it's got to be. I mean, that's why they're here. The Magic are back home tomorrow night to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Elsewhere. If you like fake meat... And by gosh, who doesn't? You'll soon have another place to find it. Starbucks is expanding its menu to include the Beyond Breakfast Sandwich. Using plant-based Beyond Meat. That starts Tuesday, but only in Canada for now. Starbucks is also planning to offer the Beyond Breakfast Sandwich in the U.S., but no date has been announced. What about it? When it comes here, are you in? I or have, will you greet it like the coronavirus and run the other way? You know, I have yet to try plant-based meat. I've uh, Several people I know have tried it and say it tastes like the real thing. I had the Burger King Impossible Burger one time just out of a curiosity. Oh, you did? And it was, it was pretty good. But the thought of what it is grosses me out. And they use the word plants, and it just turns me off. It's a psychological barrier I cannot cross. I can't get there. If the plants... Part of it is bad or just yes, all the I others? don't want to hear about my burger being made from plants. It just turns me off. Interesting. <laughs> Anybody? But you're okay with cows. Absolutely. Mm, beef. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes, I am. Speaking of cows. When I went to a restaurant the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hates it when people interrupt him and I, he's on a roll. No, I love it. Well, yes. I don't want to, it was a Mexican restaurant and in fine print they said, our beef is tongue. It was a fine print, like all of our beef is from a tongue of the, of the cow. That I don't like. I, I don't know what it is. Your thoughts on tongue? I, I, no, I just want the, It's the wrong part of the cow. That's all. Yeah. I don't know. What's anyway. your favorite part of the cow to eat? Huh? What's your favorite part of the cow the to eat? The filet mignon, Tripe? man. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How about the tail? Huh? Slice that no off and try it tail, up. No speaking cow tail, no cow tongue. cows. Yeah, actually, uh, speaking of a place that doesn't eat cows. I'm pres- sorry, Alan. I owe you one. I'm sorry. I just got... That's okay. Right, I'm ahead. here till nine. Hey, Alan, have you tried the Impossible Burger? You hey, know, stop it. I have not. President... <laughs> <laughs> He's dealing with the Impossible Bud Man right now. 
Go ahead, Alan. Okay, you sure? Watch a grown man cry. President Trump's (laughs) visit to India this week prompted some Americans to gain more geographic knowledge through Google. According to Google Trends, searches for what is India and where is India spiked following the announcement of the trip. (laughs) The most searches for the keywords came out of Indiana and New Jersey. New Jersey. These searches aren't new, however, as Google reports last month, there were more searches for where is Iran after rumors of World War III amid U.S.-Iran tensions. Man, there are morons among us. Where, the, where is India? Yeah. Uh, what's India? Yeah, I was about to say, what is India? Yeah, like, one, it... one thing to not know where it is, but then to, what is it? What, what is, <laughs> that is... Oh, you know wow. what? And they're all eligible to vote. Mm-hmm. What a killer. And finally... A legendary heavy metal band hits a milestone and will celebrate in Orlando. That's Judas Priest celebrating their 50th anniversary with a tour that includes a stop in Orlando. The band says they are primed and ready to deliver the goods with their 50 Heavy Metal Years Anniversary Celebration Stage Show Spectacular, adding, we can't wait to raise horns with you again at this once-in-a-lifetime metal event. The 24-date tour begins September 9th in Maryland. Judas Priest will be in Orlando on September 18th as part of Rebel Rock Festival 2020 at the Central Florida Fairgrounds. Well, you and the Fox have got more than, you know, Let's go. a comfortable amount of Rebel in both of you. Are you going? Are you in? Rock, Rebel, we're there. After midnight. Yeah. <laughs> find, you'll, you'll make a lovely couple. Find the, why, thank you. Uh, HR. <laughs> find these stories and more on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. Alan Spector. Okay, we have a musical edition of the Sound Judgment Game and a great prize on the line. You're eligible by company rules to play and win if you've not won in 30 days. Get on the phone right now. We'll have some fun with this one, I promise. 407-916-5400 or the toll-free 866-916-5400. What are we doing here? Are we doing this top secret thing? These ama- This amazing... No, what are we doing? Onward. Oh, the Onward flick. The Disney Pixar flick everybody wants to see. Mm -hmm. Great to go with your kids or grandkids. Great family event. You're going before anybody else gets to see the movie everybody's talking about. 407-916-5400 and the toll-free 866-916-5400. And we'll throw in a pound of fake meat. Yes, we'll do that. Don't make me sit here and play this game all alone. Give me a call right now, first-timers, vets who haven't won in a month, 407-916-5400. Sound judgment coming right after we update Orlando's news, wonder and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, sometimes old Joe Biden doesn't look too alive, but maybe his campaign is after all. A new survey has Biden leading the Democratic presidential race in Florida. Primary coming up on the 17th of March. The St. Pete poll says Biden gets 34% support among likely primary voters in Florida. 
Bloomberg, who had been in first place in two previous polls, has dropped to second at 25%. Bernie Sanders, third at 13%. Stay tuned for updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Okay, the audience came through. We got a full bank of contestants vying for our prize on Sound Judgment, which is... It's a family four-pack of tickets for the advanced screening of Disney and Pixar's Onward. Now, this will be Tuesday, March 3rd, 7 o'clock. Now, the movie hits the big screens nationwide that Friday, March 6th. Onward is from the same team behind Monsters University. It's going to be a really fun little epic deal about two teenage elf brothers who embark on an extraordinary quest to find out if there's still a little magic left in the world. Four tickets, kids, grandkids, perfect family event right now. Thanks, Melissa. And that's based on true events, right? Yes, yes, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. And we like that. Absolutely. Based <laughs> yeah. on a true story. Couple of elves. Nobody mm-hmm. can prepare you for what awaits at Onward. In a world. <laughs> it's February 27th, in case you didn't know, and our sound judgment game takes us back to this very date in 1992 when the late Whitney Houston made music history as her hit song I Will Always Love You was number one on the charts for the 14th week in a row. That was a record at that time. Listen to some sound of Whitney belting out that iconic number, then use your sound judgment to tell me who was the President of the United States when we were hearing this. Whitney riding high with that one at number one for 14 straight weeks in 1992 when the President of the United States was line three. Who was it? Bill Clinton? No, not Bill Clinton, but thanks for trying. There's your open line. Grab it quickly at 407-916-5400. Up to line four we go. Who was the President when Whitney Houston had that number one hit? George H.W. Bush. Bush 41, absolutely right, in 1992, just ahead of Bill Clinton, who was elected later that year. Congratulations, you've won the pre-screening tickets to Onward. Who's going with you? Oh, my wife and probably my son and daughter-in-law. Sounds like a great family time on us. We hope you enjoy it. Congratulations. What's your first name? Hey, it's Glenn from Moss Park. Glenn with a double N, right? You got it, bud. All right. Great to have you with us. You've been a loyal listener for a long time, Glenn. We always appreciate having you on the 50,000-watt front porch. Thanks a lot, bud. You always do a great job, all the whole team there. Yeah, we got ah, a Thank we, you. We got a great group here. Great ensemble. Yeah, it, Alan, too. Alan, too. Even Alan? Yeah. Wow. Even Alan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This morning. Uh, you got to schmoo- sure schmooze how. Alan, though, because, you know, I just made him mad when I messed up elsewhere. You know, don't worry. Oh, I, the payback is coming, and it's never easy. Glenn, thank you very much. I appreciate the kind word. <laughs> Anytime, Alex. It was Anytime. desperately needed, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> All right. Don't go away, buddy. I'll put you on hold. You know the drill. The Fox will deal with you off air. You are our winner. Melissa tells me that uh, that song was, we think of it as Whitney Houston's song, but it. I know who wrote it. 
Dolly Parton. And who'd she write it for? For Dolly, probably. Uh-uh. The bodyguard? No, 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 no. She <laughs> no. wrote it well before, 20 years before, for Porter <laughs> Wagner. Oh, they had a thing going. And they were fighting because she wanted to leave her TV show, and he and she wrote that for him. I will always love you. Yeah, now they, that you mentioned that, and I remember that story. And uh, Yaffe mentioned The Bodyguard. That's the movie uh, from which uh, that song came and it starred Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner. I'll be doggone. That's I'm correct. Getting... Ten years later. Uh, I, am, I, am getting, uh, I am getting an education from Mr. and Mrs. Music here in Good Morning Orlando. Yep, it's As just I another said day. before, you make a lovely couple. <laughs> okay. Couple of what? We're not <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, well, don't, don't make me flesh that out. All right. Anyway, we roll on with an update now on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. Then rush with a morning update on Good Morning Orlando. Thursday, and we have exciting news. That means at 9 o'clock, you will not have heard the last of Yaffe and Melissa. You've got a show coming up tonight, Mike? Yes, another edition of Beyond Reason Radio is tonight at 7 p.m. We'll uh, analyze the previous Democrat debate, plus uh, what's going on with coronavirus. And if you missed the show, make sure to catch the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. And then you're on at 9 o'clock tonight with Connections. Sure am, yeah. Actually, remember our doctor, my psychologist, Dr. Ken V. Heck? Yeah, he was on the show. He was great. Yeah, he's going to be on the show with us tonight talking about how to find the right doctor for you. Plus, we'll feature the trials and travails of a friend who uh, has had trouble with doctors. And our resident, as I said, Dr. Ken will help us out. You can check it out 9 o'clock tonight or anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Search Connection Show. And for folks just joining us, pose that one-word texting poll, if you will, Alan. The question we've been asking all morning. Are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Text yes or text no to 23680. Yes, and the results of that poll right now, 78 people have said yes, 15 people have said no. president has inspired confidence with that uh, news conference last night. I thought he was very strong, and his team as well. We'll have highlights coming up in the next hour. But in the meantime, Alan, what do you have in the news? A new coronavirus case has experts puzzled and a child's wish comes true in Orlando. Those stories and others plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 7.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning on the 50,000 watt front porch. Welcome aboard at 8 o'clock for a very latest look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando. On FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, a mysterious new case of coronavirus. More in one minute. The Trump News Conference on the coronavirus. Did he say what you wanted to hear? You'll hear highlights next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Health officials are confirming a first-of-its-kind coronavirus case near Sacramento, California. Experts up to now have been able to trace how every other patient in the U.S. became infected, but not this one. The CDC says this means the virus could be spreading locally, person to person. 
President Trump says he'll do whatever is necessary to keep people protected from coronavirus, and he's also ready to spend whatever is needed. Again, Congress is talking to us about funding, and uh, we're getting far more than what we asked for, and I guess the best thing to do is take it. We'll take it. The White House has requested $2.5 billion, though some lawmakers are asking for up to $8 billion. Trump calls the risk from coronavirus low, crediting travel restrictions in place. He also put Vice President Mike Pence in charge of the response. Florida Senator Marco Rubio credits the Trump administration for the way it's responded to the coronavirus outbreak. This administration, I thought, acted pretty decisively. When this thing uh, emerged and was very serious, they stopped all the flights coming in from China. And Europe is still letting flights come in. Rubio says he can't understand why people are playing politics with an issue of public safety. He says the Chinese government is not being transparent about the virus, and that makes it harder to fight the spread of the disease. In a surprise move, JetBlue Airways is the first U.S. carrier to cut its change and cancellation fees for travelers concerned about coronavirus. The airline said the suspension of the fees, which can reach $200, would apply for new bookings made today on JetBlue through March 11th and for trips that would end June 1st. Some of the other airlines were told may, for competitive reasons, have to follow suit and yep. the JetBlue lead. That news, or that news, this news, all the news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Every bit of it. An Orange County woman accused of killing her boyfriend has a history of domestic violence. 42-year-old Sarah Boone was in court yesterday for allegedly killing Jorge Torres Jr. this weekend at their home in Winter Park. Deputies say the 42-year-old Torres suffocated while inside a suitcase, and Boone ignored his cries for help. Boone and Torres were each arrested two years ago for a fight, and Torres was arrested for allegedly punching Boone in a separate incident. There will be a bank robbery and a fire today in Orlando, and a 10-year-old make-a-wish child will come to the rescue. So we're calling on the amazing Orlando community to come out and join us at the Orlando Credit Union to stop a bank robbery. It's the child's dream to be a robot superhero, so the Orange County Sheriff's Office, the Fire Rescue Institute at Valencia College and Orlando Credit Union at Millennia are making it happen. A costume designer created a special suit for the pint-sized hero known as Robo Gage. The public surge to come out and cheer on the young superhero. You painted a great word picture. We cannot wait to see the video. What a cool story that is. And the PGA is back in Florida as play begins this morning in the Honda Classic. The world's best golfers are in Palm Beach Gardens for the 2020 Honda Classic with 28-year-old Keith Mitchell back to defend his title. This year's Honda Classic will also feature a Palm Beach County native, Brooks Kepka, who finished 2019 as the world's number one golfer. Tiger Woods will not be playing in his hometown tournament. He blames stiffness of the back for deciding to sit the Honda out for a second straight year. Golfers will be swinging in cooler than usual temperatures in the 60s. Joel Malkin, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. WFLA News Time is 8.07. The feds accuse a Florida man in a neo Nazi intimidation plot. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Alan, did you see this? Apologies for um, messing up um, your Elsewhere segment. I should just be quiet, but I got on a roll about fake meat. Yeah. And, and one of our texters writes, uh, you know, everybody's trying to sell it and get, come up with it now. You told me that they're coming up with a version of it at what? Uh, Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So why do we want some commie lefty lab rat making our burgers from plants? Cows have been making burgers from plants for thousands of years, and they're good at it. They eat the grass. We get the meat. Real burgers. But you are still eating plants. In a way, you are. Yeah. Yeah. You, you Does that mean a, you can't eat it anymore, bud? Yeah. Because it's got plants in it. Now that you think about it, <laughs> cows eat grass and are fed with grain. You're making me think a little more deeply than I care to on this issue. <laughs> Why did I even bring it up? I How think, about we get... What? I think I brought it up originally. <laughs> well, there you go. Got you started. Let's get rolling here. We'll get to the president's news conference on the coronavirus. He had a lot to say, and we'll, uh, we'll highlight it for you. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.08. Headlines now. If we should have an outbreak of coronavirus here in Florida, are you wondering what Florida officials will do to deal with it? We should learn more this morning. There will be a news conference held at the state capitol uh, led by Governor Ron DeSantis and his team, and it begins today at 10 a.m. We'll monitor it. I'm sure we'll be talking about it right here with you tomorrow on the 50,000-watt front porch. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Count on it all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now to the president's coronavirus um, news conference last night. He had his, uh, his uh, health experts surrounding him, and he says we are prepared for whatever might happen with the coronavirus. We're very, very ready for this, for anything, whether it's going to be a uh, breakout of larger proportions or whether or not we're, uh, you know, we're at that very low level. Now, you remember the head of the CDC, no friend of the president, said this week that any major outbreak of uh, coronavirus in the United States is simply inevitable. The president, though, said last night he flat out does not agree with that. No, I don't think it's inevitable. I don't think it's inevitable. Uh, I think that we're doing a really good job in terms of maintaining borders, in terms of letting people in, in terms of checking people. And also, that's one of the reasons I'm here today, getting the word out so people can, they'll know, they're going to know. No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's inevitable. I think that there's a chance that it could get worse. There's a chance it could get fairly substantially worse, but uh, nothing's inevitable. President went on to list things his administration is doing and has already done. What we've done is we've stopped non-U.S. citizens from coming into America from China. That was done very early on. We're screening people, and we have been at a very high level, screening people coming into the country from infected areas. We have in quarantine those infected and those at risk. We have a lot of great quarantine facilities. We're rapidly developing a vaccine. So where does the United States stand compared with other countries in terms of being prepared to handle a major outbreak of the coronavirus? The president in his news conference cited a study from Johns Hopkins. Listen to this. The United States is rated number one, most prepared. United Kingdom, Netherlands, Australia, Canada, Thailand, Sweden, Denmark, South Korea, Finland. These, this is a list of of the best-rated countries in the world by Johns Hopkins. 
Critics have been calling for the president to appoint a coronavirus czar to be named. Well, there's not going to be a czar, but the president is tapping his vice president, Mike Pence, to head up the fight against the coronavirus. I'm going to be announcing uh, exactly right now that I'm going to be putting our vice president, Mike Pence, in charge. And Mike will be working with the professionals and doctors and everybody else that's working. The team is is brilliant. I spent a lot of time with the team over the last couple of weeks, but they're totally brilliant. And we're doing really well. And Mike is going to be in charge and Mike will report back to me. President cited uh, how strong uh, Pence was when he was governor of Indiana in terms of his expertise on health care. Growing fears of the coronavirus contributed to the huge drop in stock prices earlier this week. The president doesn't deny that, but he also cited another contributing factor. The Democrats debate in South Carolina, that complete zoo, um, as the big sell-off on Wall Street may have been a factor just when people watched that and wondered, could anybody there leave the country? I think the stock market of something I know a lot about, I think it took a hit maybe for two reasons. Uh, I think they look at the people that you watched debating last night and they say if there's even a possibility that can happen, I think it really takes a hit because of that. And it certainly took a hit because of this. And I understand that also because of supply chains and various other things and people coming in. Uh, But I think the stock market will recover. Uh, The economy is very strong. And I got to tell you, the president clearly angry last night about the partisan sniping on the coronavirus threat from Pelosi and Schumer and company among the Democrats with the speaker Pelosi saying that Trump doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to the coronavirus and that his administration can't be trusted to give the country accurate information. I think Speaker Pelosi's incompetent. She lost the Congress once. I think she's going to lose it again. And I think she's not thinking about the country. And instead of making a statement like that, where I've been beating her routinely at everything, uh, instead of making a statement like that, she should be saying we have to work together because we have a big problem potentially. And maybe it's going to be a very little problem. I hope that it's going to be a very little problem. But we have to work together. Instead, she wants to do that same thing with Brian Chuck Schumer. Now, I think that was just terrific. Very statesmanlike answer there. So our one-word texting poll asks you, are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Text yes or text no to 23680. In a moment, the president gave the microphone to a top official uh, from the Centers for Disease Control, and uh, this doctor had a few things I think you'll want to hear coming right up here in a moment. Headlines for you right now. The New York Times is facing a libel suit from President Trump's re-election campaign. The newspaper accused of purposefully publishing a story that contained false information about Russia's election interference. The story in question ran last March and accused Trump's campaign of being linked to Russia's election interference efforts. And the Trump administration is claiming that it was all about trying to weaken the president's re-election effort. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. We talked about that lawsuit when we hopped on the Trump train earlier in the show. And, uh, you know, I really think that that's going nowhere because of the broad free speech protections in our Constitution. But I think the president was making a, an important point and a good one. 
whether they win or not, and I don't think they will win on that suit, but they got the media's attention, I believe. All right, so at the news conference, the president had um, his health care team all around him discussing preparations for whatever the coronavirus might represent here in the United States as things develop. And he then handed the microphone over to Dr. Shuchat. Dr. Ann Shuchat is the principal deputy director of the Centers for Disease Control, and she backed up the president's approach to coronavirus. Our aggressive containment strategy here in the United States has been working and is responsible for the low levels of cases that we have so far. However, we do expect more cases, um, and this is a good time to prepare. And on the personal level, Dr. Shuchat said, you know, there are some things we should all be doing or getting used to doing. The coronavirus that we're talking about is a respiratory virus. It's spread in a similar way to the common cold or to influenza. It's spread through coughs and sneezes. And so those everyday sensible measures that we tell people to do every year with the flu um, are important here. Covering your cough, staying home when you're sick, and washing your hands. Tried and true, not very exciting measures, but really important ways that you can prevent the spread of respiratory viruses. You know, and, and the bottom line I got out of that news conference last night was it was very, very strong and well-timed by the president. He's been getting criticized for not being on the job here is, you know, there's only so much you can do right now before we know what the coronavirus is going to be all about. And, and we just don't know. No reason to push the panic button and go full bore doing all kinds of crazy things until we know what we're dealing with. And I think it was Dr. Fauci from the National Institutes of Health who mm -hmm. got up and talked about a vaccine, and he said we really can't count on that. He says uh, even to develop it and conduct the trials necessary, we're talking at least a year to a year and a half out before a vaccine for coronavirus would be ready. And that's a fast track as it is. Yeah. And, of course, they, they believe we'll get one, Alan, you know, that ultimately we will be able to count on it if we need it, but not short term. Right. So there you go. Um, so, Yaffe, we have a one-word texting poll, and you've been yes, tallying up the votes as do. they come in. Well, the poll is, are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Text yes or no to 23680. We'll keep tallying up the votes throughout the rest of the show. But right now, we have 121 people who have said yes, they're confident in Trump. 18 people say no. You know, Michael Yaffe and I are, are a little bit nervous now about coronavirus because the CDC came out with a chart showing uh, men's facial hair and how it uh, works or doesn't work with a face mask. This could be it for beards? Some beards are compatible with a face mask. Some are not. And they had a chart. must have been about 30 or 40 different beard styles. For instance, they had one that looked like Snidely Whiplash, kind of curled up at the end. <laughs> I remember which that old character. They labeled it as villain. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, and then there was another one that looked like Hitler's mustache, which they called Toothbrush. Yeah, I've shaved that off, so I'm good. Well, yeah. you and Yaffe got beards, right? What are you going to do? If, if you start you know, leaking uh, air out of the mask, you're going to get rid of the beard, right? No, no. I'm going to die. Yeah. 
That's it. He's not getting Steffi rid of the beard. Steffi loves the beard. Oh, uh, well. She won't let me get rid of it. And, so. and they have not proved that masks actually will protect you from this virus. No, so they haven't. Keep your money down, you know. Yeah. I, I hear there's masks out there being sold for up to I, 100 bucks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm of the belief that my beard catches a lot of germs before they get in my nose or mouth. Clearly catches Ooh. food. Okay. Antibiotic beard. That's right. right. It's it's the ignorance is bliss a school of virus protection Woo-hoo! from my good friend and co-host, Alan Spector. I'm in the clear. What do you got, Alan, at 8.30 here? A manhunt is underway after a Titusville woman is found dead in Tennessee and the magic play in the ATL. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere in just two minutes. 8.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Great to have you with us here. Half an hour to go on the Thursday edition of Good Morning Orlando. But heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox. And, Alan, you have a very important update on a story we've been following all morning. We've been telling you that the search for a missing Brevard County woman came to a tragic end. Titusville police announcing that the body of 36-year-old Anna Primavera was found in the trunk of a car in Tennessee. They say that car belonged to 27-year-old suspect Courtney Gibson, who was on the loose and said to be armed and dangerous. Now, word is just in, bud, that Gibson is now in custody, turning herself in overnight in Lebanon, Tennessee. Efforts are underway to extradite her back to Florida. Anna Primavera was last seen Friday when police believe she confronted Gibson about injuries to a child that Gibson was babysitting. Again, the suspect in this case now in custody, having turned herself in to officials in Tennessee, extradition efforts underway. Well, that's a terrible tragedy, but it's a relief to know he's been caught. This news is brought to you by She Has Been Caught. She's this, been caught. Yeah. This news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A workplace shooting at the Molson Coors Brewery Complex in Milwaukee ended with six people dead, including the shooter, yesterday afternoon. This cowardless act of violence is something that we have to make sure is never repeated in this community. But unfortunately, it is far too common in our country. Milwaukee Mayor Tom Barrett. Officers worked for hours to clear more than 20 buildings in the complex where more than 1,000 people work. Authorities say the shooter was a 51-year-old employee who ultimately shot himself to death. A new survey has Joe Biden leading the Democratic presidential race in Florida. St. Pete Poll says Biden gets 34% support among likely primary voters, passing Mike Bloomberg, who drops to second place with 25%. The coronavirus outbreak may be growing around the globe, but what is not spreading here in Florida is the flu. More on that from our Larry Spillman. Influenza activity is decreasing here in Florida, though it's still above peak levels observed in the 2016-17 and 2017-18 seasons, according to the latest flu review from the State Department of Health. Decreases were observed in all regions of the state. The report says elevated activity is still expected for several more weeks. Larry Spillman, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. The Magic scored 80 points in the middle two quarters as they beat the Hawks 130 to 120 in Atlanta. Guard Evan Fournier led Orlando with 28 points. I just thought I had the easy opportunities, to be honest. Basketing transition, open threes, just trying to take what was there, but really it was uh, good opportunities, to be honest, and just getting stops and be, you know, be able to run the floor and have that paint all open so you, know, you can just drive and enjoy contact. The Magic have won four out of five and return home to face the Minnesota Timberwolves tomorrow night. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. 
A pair of iconic rock and pop acts are going on a tour that includes a couple of Florida stops. One of them is Carlos Santana. And he is hitting the road with Earth, Wind and Fire. Earth, Wind and Fire. I love when that oh, happens. Do you remember? Maybe if I say it, it'll work. Any Earth, Wind, time. and Fire. September. Thank you. How did I know it was that song? The Miraculous Supernatural Tour will mark the first time Santana and Earth, Wind, and Fire will share the stage in America. That tour kicks off June 19th in San Diego with a total of 32 shows before it wraps up August 28th in West Palm Beach and August 29th at the Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater in Tampa. Cool. That was not really my fault. I hit the button and then nothing happened. Uh, it was it, Blame Yaffe. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, he's the executive producer. He's responsible for all this stuff. His? Yep. Yeah, way to go, Yaffe. Blame the producer. I've been playing that game for years. That's a good one, isn't it? Here's exciting news. A beach towel is back from the dead after being swallowed by a snake. The reptile in question is a carpet python named Monty Python. The owner took the snake to a hospital in Australia after finding their missing towel was in Monty Python's stomach. An endoscope confirmed Monty inhaled the towel, and doctors used very long forceps to pull it out. Both Monty and the towel were allowed to go home the same day. Video of the towel removal was posted on social media. I mean, they'll eat anything. I mean, come on, who would eat a towel? Uh, well, you know, uh, bacon. <laughs> They're crazy. And finally, last hour on Elsewhere, we told you about Starbucks adding fake meat to its menu with the plant-based Beyond Breakfast Sandwich? Yes. Now we have news of another chain offering real meat. Snackin' Bacon is now available at Dunkin' Restaurants nationwide. What is Snackin' Bacon? It's eight half strips of bacon in a bag. Or as I like to say, a little piece of heaven. Oh, Duncan, yeah. Duncan says this is high-end bacon that's been smoked with natural cherry wood and then treated to a sweet and savory blend of brown sugar and black pepper seasoning. The company blogged, Here at Duncan, we've been working hard to formulate the perfect afternoon pick-me-up. And really, what's better than a bag full of bacon? And they're not making it out of seaweed. It's the real thing, right? It's real bacon. Pork. All right, a pig gave its life for this stuff. Pork. I like that. Yeah, settle down, bud. Mm -hmm. Find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Do we need a He Too movement? Uh, what you talking about, Bud Matt? Well, you'll find out in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Oh, Sleepy Joe Biden's got a big lift in his bid to win the South Carolina primary this weekend. South Carolina Congressman Jim Clyburn, who carries a lot of weight out that way, is endorsing Biden for the 2020 election. 
Clyburn made the announcement yesterday saying Biden's the best candidate to make the greatness of this country accessible and affordable for all. He is one of the leading African-Americans in Congress and the House Majority Whip. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. I hope disgraced Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein, convicted of sexual assault and rape, rots in prison for the rest of his sorry life, okay? And it was a great victory for the Me Too movement. And there have been many others like it, and it's deserved. It's outrageous what, you know, some men have been doing to women in the workplace. No doubt about it. No defense for it. Don't mistake where I'm coming from. But I told you in the wake of that verdict earlier this week that I was concerned that it would free up some women to take liberties and, you know, just make an allegation of sexual misconduct at any level against a man they just want to get even with in the workplace for whatever reason. And there's zero tolerance for that now in the wake of the Me Too movement and the Weinstein verdict in particular, and that all of a sudden you can destroy a guy's life and nobody wants to hear about it. You know, and and you don't pay any price for doing it if there was no justification. Um, Here is a case that illustrates exactly what my concerns are. It's in the Daily Wire. Listen to this. There are others like it. A Virginia woman pleaded guilty this week to falsely claiming a U.S. Navy sailor sexually assaulted her two years ago. Now, um, the accused sailor was interviewed, said that he had met the woman and an online dating app, and the two had consensual sex on the night in question. Investigators then spoke with the woman a second time and listened to this. She admitted that she made a false allegation against the sailor and that she had made a false allegation in the past as well. She told investigators that she made up the story because she was afraid her significant other would break up with her if it was discovered She cheated with the sailor. Well, pleased to tell you that the woman faces up to five years in prison. But experts believe that it is highly unlikely she will get anywhere near that. Because in the past, women who have falsely accused men have received little or no jail time for their crimes that destroy men. And the men would face decades in prison and have their lives upended due to the false allegations. It doesn't seem balanced. It doesn't seem right. It kind of makes the case, hey, don't we need some kind of a he-too movement here? I mean, the simple fact is that the woman made the accusation it was enough to cause damage to the falsely accused sailor. His name, luckily, hasn't been splashed all over the media like others are. But, you know, just the rumor that he was accused of raping a woman is likely enough, the Daily Wire points out, to cause trauma and career problems for him moving forward. And the Daily Wire's done a great job of reporting previously on women who have made false allegations receiving little punishment. And there are many of them out there. Most women would never do such a thing. Most men would never do what Harvey Weinstein did. But um, do you see where I'm coming from when I express these concerns? Do you agree or not? Do you think we need what I call a he-too movement, along with the me-too movement? 
407-916-5400, text line 23680. Final check of headlines. As we've been telling you, we may learn more about what Florida officials have in plans. Uh, in a way of plans to deal with any outbreak of the coronavirus, Governor Ron DeSantis holds a news conference on this at 10 o'clock this morning at the Capitol in Tallahassee. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WFLA Orlando. I think my take on um, the call for a He Too movement and some balance on, you know, what happens to women in the workplace when they falsely accuse men of some kind of sexual misconduct, it's resonated with some of our texters, right? Yeah, one person says if they make a false accusation and it's proven that they made a false accusation, they should face the same amount of time as what it would have been if it was proven that it was not a false accusation. So Got, got one that says in St. Cloud, a male teacher was fired, brought up on charges because one girl said he gave her a ride home, which was a lie, and he'll never be able to teach again. There are a lot of stories like that. Mm -hmm. There really are. It's just, it, it's just a nightmare. Just calling for some balance here. You know what I'm saying, Alan? I understand, bud. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, hey, listen, before we go, how about a, a one more crack at the one-word texting poll and the final tally on the voting? Can we do sure. that? Sure. We've been asking our listeners this morning, are you confident with the Trump administration that they can contain the coronavirus? Are you confident the Trump administration can contain the coronavirus? Text yes or text no to 23680. Again, yes or no. And our text line is 23680. Yeah, and it seems like our audience is pretty confident. 128 people have said yes. 19 people have said no. Wow. Thanks for voting. Very interesting. Yeah, some people who said no, though, said it wouldn't be Trump's fault. It's just it happens with a virus. Yeah. But he might well be blamed for it. Of course, the Democrats are looking right. for any chance to use this as a club to try and get him when nothing else has worked. be interesting to see how well uh, DeSantis and his team do. I think they'll do well from the Capitol at 10 o'clock this morning. We'll be following that. We'll have news of it, I'm sure, Alan, all day on our regular news updates on WFLA. Of course, and on our irregular news updates as well. Those two. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> when news breaks, we fix it. Yep. There you go. If it's news to you, it's news to us. You'll be hearing Alan all morning long. You won't be hearing me till tomorrow morning, but in prime time tonight, you're going to be hearing again from Yaffe and Melissa. Yeah, Beyond Reason Radio is at 7 p.m. And if you miss it, check out the podcast on your iHeartRadio app. 9 o'clock tonight, Connections. We're talking about how to find the right doctor for you with Dr. Ken Vihek. 9 o'clock or on iHeart Podcast Connection Show. There you go. And um, we're going to be following all the news, waiting for the governor's uh, news conference on the coronavirus. And he's going to be accompanied at the Capitol at 10 o'clock by Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez, State Surgeon General Dr. Scott Rifkes, Deputy Secretary for Health Dr. Shamariel Roberson. So he's got a team kind of like uh, the president did last night. We'll see how it goes. From all of us, have a great day. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America.